This is a HeadGum Podcast. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Uh, Tig? Yeah. So we were talking about a, a really cute guy, yeah. in my opinion, named Rodriguez in this podcast. Mm-hmm. What do we talk about? We get a lot covered. Um, we don't really. <laughs> Should we just get into it? We talk about Phil Collins. We get to the bottom of, I can see it coming. Oh, In the Air. That's what it's called. We really get to the bottom of that song, which has nothing to do with Anything. this documentary. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Silver magic ships you carry. Jumpers coke. Sweet Mary Jane. what we're doing cheryl tig this is gonna be exciting (laughs) i mean it doesn't sound like it in my voice way to spill the beans up front (laughs) are you excited about this one i'm always excited we have a grand old time i always forget what we're supposed to be talking about in the this part before the introduction well, I think we just kind of are supposed to connect and say hello. And I think oh, okay. several episodes ago, you snapped at me saying you weren't going to catch up with me during this time. So it's kind of killed that oh. idea. Um, okay, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that what we're supposed to be doing? How is it going? Uh, do you really want to know? Well, I mean, I kind of want to get to Sugar Man. Okay, well... Then I oh, no, I know. Now I want to know. How are you doing? Do you really want to know? Is it long? Is it a long answer? I mean, how are you doing? Is this going to be a long You know what you do? You say, I'm doing great. How about you? So you, when, when somebody asks how you're doing, you don't ever tell them actually how you're doing? Uh, not on a podcast. What about in real life? If you were at the grocery store and if I was, you yeah. ran into me 
and I said, how are you yeah. doing? And you were having a bad day. Would you tell me? I'd say, uh, I've had better days. Or I'd say medium. Medium. <laughs> and then you'd go about your little shopping cart And then business. I'd go to aisle two and get my cereal. Okay. What about you? If, did you have a bad day? No, I didn't have a bad day. I've just been oh. um, very, very stressed because I'm a little... I'm working a lot right now, and yeah. um, and Stephanie is quarantined away from us, and so I'm at home with her dad and our two kids, and I'm also trying to do roughly 14-hour days between several different jobs. That's a dream situation. Toddlers and a father-in-law. <laughs> they're in a they're pandemic. Not... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no wonder you're well, doing medium. This is it sounds insane. And if I can add on top of it, our gas went out, so we haven't had hot water, heat, <laughs> or a stove. <laughs> and as you know, my internet is broken. So, <laughs> oh my god! How do you get out of bed in the morning? I jump out because I'm freezing. I'm freezing. I can't wait to get up and get dressed. I, I had to meet up with Stephanie, even though we're quarantined apart. We met up, you know, with our little masks on. And she said, oh, my gosh, you look like you're going to Sundance. Because I had, it was colder in our house than it was outside of the house. And I had jumped out of bed and got bundled up to go meet her. And is she just, you know, ordering room service in a beautiful hotel somewhere in, on the beach? No, she's staying at our office, but I think she is enjoying it because she also loves heat and um, <laughs> and hot water, hot showers. <laughs> well, she loves all that stuff, but when we are in the same house together, living, yeah, together, yes, I get it. Uh, we have the battle of cool and hot temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's never where she wants it. And I walked into the office the other day. <laughs> it was 80 degrees, and she had a a space heater going that she was sitting next to. <laughs> and I was like, is this what's going on? Is this, you're in heaven away from me. That's like my sister. My sister, when I go to visit her. Dr. Becky Hines. Dr. Becky I have to wait till everyone falls asleep and then go adjust the thermostat. Because it is. It's like 80, 82 in Florida. You know, and to her, that's so cool. She keeps it hot? Yeah, she likes it hot. Hmm. She likes it. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, some like it hot. Okay. Beautiful voice, Cheryl. Very famous film. Yes. So um, today we are talking about uh, searching for Sugar Man. Mm-hmm. Or is it Sugarman? I, you know, I once took a public bus in Los Angeles and the bus driver said, next stop, Maltman or Maltman. <laughs> she did both pronunciations. That was nice. Uh, Nice or cuckoo? That seems like a cuckoo bird. 
Well, maybe she did it for a reason. I mean, somebody must have missed their stop at, at one point because they were waiting for Maltman. And she said Maltman. Maltman or Maltman. <laughs> that was like 23 years ago, and I still think about it pretty regularly. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, it was meant to be for some reason. It's going to come back around to you. Maybe this was the moment. My point of bringing that up is, do you call this searching for Sugarman? Or do you call it searching for Sugarman? <laughs> well, you know, before I knew what this was, I thought the person was called Sugarman. <laughs> I thought his name was Sugarman. So, which I, well, I would call him Sugarman. Okay. But it's not that. It's it's a guy that sells drugs and they call it sugar, so he's the sugar man. Right. And here's the really bizarre part. Yeah. I've seen this documentary before. Yeah. I rewatched it for this episode recording. Yeah. And I have no recollection. I ha- I thought the singer that his name was Sugarman. <laughs> Sugar Man. Sugar Man. Sugar Man. Until, his name was Sugar Man. Until last night. Yeah, once they mentioned Rodriguez, I thought, oh, right, it's Rodriguez. And then I was thinking, who's Sugar Man? Why, are we, why is this called <laughs> is Searching for Sugar, Sugar Man? Man? Yeah, it was a little confusing. I mean, not that confusing. We were making it, it listen. Right, but it, I think it could have been titled better. Mm, searching for Rodriguez. Yes. That makes so much sense. Way more sense. Way more oh sense. Oh my gosh. Way more sense. Yeah. Searching for Rodriguez. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway. Okay. Searching for Sugar Man, which should be Searching for Rodriguez, <laughs> is a 2012 Swedish British Finnish mm-hmm. documentary. Jeez. Documentary directed by Malik. Oh, great. How do you say this? Benjalil. Come again? Benjalil. Malik Benjalil. It chronicles a cult following of folk rock musician Rodriguez, especially in South Africa. Rodriguez is rumored to be dead and almost nothing is known of him. The film premiered at Sundance and went on to gross over $9 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. It also won the Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Although I think it's, I think it gives a, a lot away in this, you know, description. But I always feel like that. What would be your ideal way to do an episode of this podcast, Cheryl, where we could keep... <laughs> The beans in the little in the barrel jar. No, that's a lot of beans. Barrel of beans. Okay, um, I would say, uh, you know, broad strokes. Okay, like this is a this is a this is a documentary about a guy named Rodriguez who is or was a musician, and people, some people loved him a lot, and let's see what happened. Okay. And then you're not giving anything away, but you're, you go, oh, this is about a musician named Rodriguez, and we're going to, something happened. Were you upset that we revealed that it made $9 million at the <laughs> box office? Or was it he, that <laughs> it won the Academy Award that really Mm-mm. set you off? It said he was rumored to be dead. 
Mm-hmm. See, so that's bothersome. Yeah, people are turning this episode off right now. <laughs> They're like, well, I, I've heard all I need to know. And so um, they've ruined it again. They've ruined it again. You want to talk about what happened and who? Always, always. So it's like 1970, right? And right. this guy, Rodriguez, who is very mysterious and dark hair and the sunglasses and he's always wearing a suit and he's like super cool and nobody knows much about him and mm-hmm. he he sings these songs that are sort of uh, Bob Dylan-esque. A lot of mystery around him, a lot of different um, rumors about how he died. One of them being that he set himself on fire on stage, another being that he shot himself on stage. I don't know. It feels like that would have been a much bigger story if that really happened. You know, it feels like something that the general public would be talking about, even if it wasn't a famous person, you know, even if somebody... We're just doing like a stand-up open mic night. Yeah, yeah. If you had a mild amount of fame. Right, which is also odd. Like, how was it so unclear to everybody how he died? But I also am intrigued by that. Well, it kind of reminds me of, you know, that Phil Collins song, I Can Feel It Coming in the Air at Night? Yes. You know, there's a rumor behind that song. (laughs) Wasn't there a documentary about it, actually? I don't know, but it seems so ridiculous to me. The story? Yeah. I heard the story as a kid, and I believed it. I I thought, wow, that's... What's the story that you heard? Well, the story was something like Natalie Woods was on a yacht with Christopher Walken. And who was she married to? Uh, handsome. Wait, this is not the story I know from oh. Phil Collins. What? And he accidentally pushed her overboard? Or intentionally pushed her? Right, but that's a real story. Who, how do we know that? Only Christopher Walken. Right, but that either happened or it didn't happen. But is you're saying that story is tied to the Phil Collins story? Yes. Is that not what you heard? What did you hear? I heard that when <laughs> Phil Collins was a kid, mm-hmm. he was out on a boat mm-hmm. with his friend mm-hmm. and a stranger. Oh. A stranger had invited Phil and his friend out on a boat. And they were boating around, <laughs> and hit, the guy threw Phil's friend into the water, into the lake, and his friend drowned. And this is also what I heard. <laughs> and I believe this is a kid. I also heard that Phil Collins, when he was famous, sent a ticket to the man that drowned his friend Jeez. and invited him to Phil's show. And when he started singing that song, he shined the spotlight on the guy that killed his friend. Whoa, way to get back at him. I was there and I saw what you did. I saw it with my own two eyes. That is like, that is the most, (laughs) um, that's the nicest, gentlest uh, bit of revenge I've ever heard. (laughs) Somebody killed his friend in front of him. So he is going to get back. Wrote a song about it writes a song, records it, <laughs> invites that guy to his concert, and then sings it right to him. Oh, buddy, just you wait. In 30 years, I will write a song. Oh, you wait. You're going to regret the day. 
You I are need- going to regret this. I am going to sing a beautiful song to you and shine a light on you. And nobody in the room will know what I'm talking about. Just you wait. In 30 years. In 30 mark years, my words. You are going to wish you never heard my name. You are going to wish you never drowned, my friend. 30 years, sir. Yeah, I th- 30 years. I thought it was the uh, Robert Wagner situation. I do feel like there is a documentary out there about this. About this song or about the I think tragedy so. Or maybe the- I heard that somebody wanted to make a documentary about it. But, I mean, we do... <laughs> have a documentary <laughs> podcast and it seems like we would be way more up on documentaries well, that are out there but well no yeah. sir <laughs> we never said we were experts by the way no we, no, no no laughing dog thought we might be and was very upset poor laughing dog poor laughing dog in fact i'm gonna spill some beans right now mm-hmm <laughs> I would say neither of us watch documentaries regularly. (laughs) And I called you and said, do you want to do a podcast about documentaries? And you were like, yeah, I love documentaries. So we did a podcast. It's like Bob Dylan music. It's like, yeah, yeah. When it's on, I'm, I really like it. Uh, I don't know why. Do I sit down on a Saturday night, you know, and crank it? Not usually, but but if somebody's got it on, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's like a documentary. If it's on, she'll watch it. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I never said there was. I never said I knew much about documentaries. I said Actually, I never. I remember how it happened. I sent you a text and I said, do you like documentaries? And you wrote back, yes. And then two years later, <laughs> we were talking. I ran into you at the airport. Yes. And I said, airport. we should do a podcast. Yeah. That was like two or three years ago. Yeah. And I said, we should do a podcast because I think we had just hung out and we were having a cackle festival mm-hmm. and I it stayed with me where I thought, We always laugh so hard. We should have a podcast. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And then you said, no, it was before the pandemic. You said, right before. It was was like nobody's listening now. (laughs) Days before you came over. Right. So we could talk about what our podcast was going to be on. (laughs) (laughs) We were spitballing. (laughs) I I hope none of this. I hope none of this makes it into this uh, podcast. I feel sorry for our it's listeners at this point. It's best to be true and honest and authentic. Yes. We do love documentaries. I love documentaries. But we are not <laughs> professional critics. We're not we don't we're we're not constantly watching documentaries, but I texted you a couple of years ago saying, do you love documentaries? Because I was thinking it would be a fun way to get into conversation mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And here we and are. And look at us. Look at us yeah, doing it. We're exploding on the scene. We <laughs> People cannot wait for us to watch another documentary and talk about it. And now we're forced to watch a documentary <laughs> every Every week. Every week. week. We have to- every week. <laughs> 
come hell or high water, we have to watch a documentary. We have to. Yeah, that's who we are now. <laughs> that is who we are. Probably if we went out in the world together, somebody that was uh, a documentarian or yeah. uh, a historian or a, a critic might think we were more versed because we mm. have a documentary podcast. If they hadn't heard it, our documentary, our, our podcast. <laughs> they you hadn't mean. heard it. Yeah, if they haven't yeah. heard our podcast, they might be like, whoa, you guys really love documentaries. You must get into it and really break it down. I just had a great idea. Mm-hmm. Somebody should make a documentary about our documentary podcast. Oh, no. No, please, no. Who is going to do Come that? Come on. There are plenty of filmmakers that are listening to this, I bet. I bet there but is. But there's no, what's the story? What is this podcast? <laughs> who cares? What? Who cares? CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can we talk about the sh- Sugarman for one second? Oh, right, 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 right. Here's the long and the short of it, okay? This mm-hmm. is searching for yeah. Sugarman. So this guy, yeah. this... Let's hear the long of it. This guy, Rodriguez, mm-hmm. cool cat character, records an album. Nobody really listened to it in the States. Maybe six people bought it, they said. Maybe That's right. six people bought the record. And, I think that was an exaggeration. But. And then nobody knew whatever happened to him after that. So fine, everybody moved on. But meanwhile, in South Africa, they are crazy about Rodriguez. Yes, because some couple went there on vacation. This is this is the Phil Collins type story, not really, but it's just that's what people believe is that a couple went there on vacation. They had the tape, and then they made a it was copy. A, it was for an somebody. album, wasn't it? It was like the 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 LP. Yeah, the vinyl. The vinyl. But then people started making copies of it, you know, with their with a, a cassette tape. Huh? With what? <laughs> just. I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm just r- reflecting on a few minutes ago when we were talking about how we don't really watch documentaries much, and now we're forced to all the time. 
And as we fumble to try and tell people what the documentary is about, <laughs> we're just fumbling through. We're like, okay, there's this guy. It has nothing to do with it's, Bill Collins. It's the most, our rundown of what each documentary is about is for the level of a second grader. <laughs> Like, okay, there's a guy who sang, he he made a record, it wasn't popular. <laughs> it's the Cliff's Notes of the documentary. It is. it is. It's the Cliff's Notes of Cliff's Notes. Yeah. If somebody was, yeah, yeah worse than a Cliff Note, it was just like, it's a documentary about a guy that sang. Right. Right. And so people thought he killed himself, mm-hmm. and then he got wildly popular in South Africa, and it, people believe a couple went on vacation and brought their record. Why would you travel on vacation with vinyl, though? They loved it. They loved that album so much. They didn't want to be without it. Right, but it. why not get a tape or a, an 8-track tape? tape? Did they? I don't think. Oh, the 70s? Of course. In the 70s, they had tapes. They had 8-track tapes. But remember the 8-tracks that would change, like, in the middle? It had four, <laughs> four channels. And in the middle of a song, it would stop and go to the next part. <laughs> In mid-song, we just stop and move on. Do you remember this? No, I'm I'm a little, I'm a few years younger than you, I think. Um. Anyway, trust me, it did happen. Okay, yes. Yeah, so but listen. tell me about your gramophone. You have to crank it, and you put your ear close to the horn where the music. <laughs> These are all my, all my records are. <laughs> and I'm just dancing around in the living room, cranking that yes. thing. Okay, so somebody brought the out the el- the album to mm-hmm. South Africa. People started making copies of it. It was called Cold Facts. Uh-huh. There's some information for people (laughs) and then that's a cold hard fact it's a cold it's a cold fact and uh at this point in time south africa yes was completely controlled by their government so they did not have Uh uh they weren't able to listen to the music they want to everything was fed to them all the things that that their government wanted them to hear so they So people in South Africa just thought, oh, wow, Rodriguez is a huge superstar. And the stuff that he is singing about is liberating our people. He's singing about standing up to the government and and don't trust them, um, get to the bottom of things, question authority. And this is the first time the South Africans had been exposed to this sort of thing. (laughs) Is that what you got? Yes. Okay. Yes. They thought he was a uh, what an international superstar. Oh, huge. They thought he was bigger than Elvis. Mhm. And just to introduce, you know, characters in the documentary, there was this one guy named Steven Seegerman. Yeah. Who loves Rodriguez and he said that everybody called him Sugarman, Sugarman, Sugarman uh-huh. because they couldn't say Seegerman. <laughs> they didn't want to. I'm not sure what the story was. 
<laughs> it's a hard word. And so he, Stephen, started investigating Rodriguez. He wanted to get to the bottom of who Rodriguez was and how he died. And so here's a little, here, let's just listen to Stephen Seegerman talk about Rodriguez for a second. I got my nickname from this song. When I was in the army, they used to mispronounce Seegerman as Sugarman. Can't believe the movie is named and after this And then they guy. just started calling me Sugar, and that became my nickname. It's 40 years since this LP called Cold Fact by Rodriguez was released. And in South Africa, it was a very popular album. It was, it was one of the biggest albums of the day. But the thing was, we didn't know who this guy was. All our other rock stars, we had all the information we needed. But this guy, there was nothing. And then we found out that he had committed suicide. He set himself alight on stage and burned to death in front of the audience. Mm. <laughs> so, so this mm. guy, you know, uh, died on the sword. Well, not really. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's Wait, not the didn't best. we already reveal earlier that that he's still alive? God dang it! <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem. Okay. <sighs> I'm gonna stop. To, I'm I'm quitting right now. This is my last. What are you quitting? This is my last podcast because I'm sick of everybody knowing you're getting out of the podcast business. Well, the money we're... just started rolling in. <laughs> okay, so so Steve really what was that his name? Sugarman, Stephen Sugar. He really got the ball rolling. So he started. He wanted to find out. How Rodriguez died, what happened to him. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get us back on track. Let's talk. I think it's important, though, that we we talk about Mr. Assman. Mm. Mm-hmm. How do you say? It was a lady. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't remember this person. I must have zoned out. Elsa? I think it's important that we talk about Elsa Assman. She was a very unfortunately named archivist. Yeah, that's a tough last name for a lady. I mean, it's a tough last name for anybody. I would but... say even for a man, too. Well, I, oh, well, oh, Assman. Mm. She explains in the documentary how Rodriguez's records were scratched to make sure certain tracks weren't played on the radio. Um, and I only bring this up yeah. because I wanted to say her name. Elsa Assman. <laughs> Assman. 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 So it's like that Seinfeld episode. Well, I didn't watch oh. Seinfeld. Oh. It's funny because when I was getting interviewed for the Larry David uh, book, mm-hmm. the interviewer asked me about Seinfeld. And I said, I actually... And one of the few people alive that didn't watch Seinfeld. However, a friend of mine reached out and said, okay, you have to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh. I was like, all right. All so right. I put that on and I said, all right, this is my cup of tea. <laughs> but it didn't make you want to go back and watch Seinfeld? No, it was like, mm. it was really kind of all I needed okay I just felt like this is this is good this is, this real is good. Good. I'll stop at this 
Yeah. So tell me about the Seinfeld episode, though. No, it's not a big story. Oh, Kramer had a car that had a license plate that said ass man. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so would you prefer to be called ass man or ass lady? Cheryl ass lady. Cheryl, probably ass ass man. Cheryl ass man. It almost sounds like an invitation, though. But what if you were married to Bobby Assman? Ooh, Bobby Assman. That's not good. That would not be good. That's a tough one. The, welcome to the show. This is Tig Notaro and my co-host <laughs> Cheryl Assman. <laughs> I think it sounds good. Tig Assman. Cheryl Assman. Tig Assman. Tig and Cheryl Assman. I mean, I would probably just pronounce it like Asman. <laughs> but why not just change your name? Oh. Instead of creating a uh, a different some, nobody's you can pronounce it however you want but people are going to read that yeah and, when you're at the dmv it's coming out ass man ass man <laughs> you know how some people just call out last names ass man like when you sign in for uh, a reservation yeah and it's your turn for your family to be seated mm-hmm. ass man party of one. <laughs> oh, i like that I like that they have to announce that he's alone. <laughs> or she's alone. It just depends on who the ass man is. Um, okay. So the people in uh, South, uh, where are we? Africa. They start digging into it. They want to find out more. They start, and then, lo and behold, they figure out that he, Rodriguez, is still alive in Detroit. Oh, my gosh. I did not see that coming. <laughs> You want to hear Craig Bartholomew? Who is Craig Bartholomew? Oh, he's a uh, journalist. You want to hear what Howie? This is a <laughs> documentary Howie... podcast. <laughs> you want to hear? <laughs> you want to hear Craig Bartholomew? Okay, listen. Let's listen. Finally, I got to the one question I wanted to know the answer of was, how did Rodriguez die? Did he blow himself up on stage or? What is this dramatic story? Let's open up the lid on this right away and find out what happened. And Mike Theodore was, what do you mean dead? He's not dead. Sixto is alive. He's alive and kicking the principal, kicking. The principal artist known as Sixto Rodriguez is alive and kicking and living in Detroit. Mm, great news. Yeah. That was a, a real surprise. Were you surprised when you were watching this? Um, I guess not, because why else would we be watching it? <laughs> right? Well, because there could be another twist that you're not expecting. Mm. Were you surprised? Well, I've seen the documentary. Mm. Well, maybe our, our listeners can write in and tell us if they were shocked when they heard the news. Um, and then they went, somebody went went to go like that it's somebody somebody went to go talk to him i guess craig bartholomew who's craig bartholomew (laughs) we didn't really introduce him properly but anyway that's that's who went and talked to him he went to Uh detroit and he said look you are huge in south africa yeah and rodriguez is just he's living in what a studio apartment i have to say Side note, yeah. how sweet were his daughters? I loved each and every one of them. 
They were so sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, we find out that Rodriguez lives in Detroit and lives in a very modest house, I think. But this is a house that, I mean, they showed him using a furnace in his living room, just like a little fire that he's, that's how he kept warm. And he was working in construction doing hard labor. Yeah. That he had been doing for 20 years. Yeah. And I love that he always wore a suit. Remember the one guy said that he always wore a suit when he worked? I I missed that. He wore a suit when he did hard labor? Yes. They showed him like cleaning a house out wearing a suit. Oh my gosh. That is this adorable guy, and sad. And he was um when you know, when they talked to him, he seemed to have no regrets. He was perfectly fine doing hard manual labor. Very zen. Very zen. Had that Buddhist vibe about him. Yeah. He said it kept him in shape, which, by the way, it did. Did you notice that? (laughs) (laughs) You had to. (laughs) Wait, are you already? (laughs) I'm I'm not skipping ahead. I'm just saying it's part of the story because, you know, at some point. Were you attracted to him? Mm. <laughs> Were you? Let's table it. Let's table it. Okay. Were right. you? Let's let's I mean he's an attractive soul. Yeah. No, I was not attracted to him. Oh, interesting. You were. Yeah, I was. When he was younger, I could see that. Yeah, when he was younger. Mm. But Well, um, this movie does span what? 25 years, 20, 30 years? I would say more. 40 years. I don't know. 2020. 30. <laughs> 40 Let me years? Let get my calculator. <laughs> 30 I years? I have no... Honestly, I don't know or care, but I'm just saying the younger pictures of him. Can you imagine if Laughing Dog is listening to this episode? Oh, my God. Laughing Dog is poking his eyeballs so out right now. Irritated. He would be so I would so love it if he's just listening scared. to the whole thing, though, just angrily. Not laughing, just... Oh, you think he barks? Laughing Dog, yeah. <laughs> I think he's used to laughing at things that he finds mm-hmm. funny, but when he listens to our podcast. Yeah. Angry barking. But um, yeah, I thought Rodriguez was really attractive when he was younger. That's um, ageist. You're being ageist. Okay. You're only attracted to young people. When, when somebody gets <laughs> older, you throw, kick them to the curb. You don't have any use for them anymore. That's not true at all. That's not even remotely true i find older people attractive okay i've told you you're attractive (laughs) (laughs) how dare you that is the worst compliment i have ever heard in my (laughs) lifetime i find old people attractive i find you attractive no no i just said i told you Mm. That I thought you were attractive. I don't even know if I've said that before, but whatever. Um, I find you attractive as well. So you can do with that information what you will. And I hope you take it the way I mean it. Whoa. <laughs> if only we knew what she meant. <laughs> so, um, what? I mean, if we're going to get into who we think we're, is attractive, mm. which I think we should... Like any good critic. <laughs> I would say his daughter. The daughter oh, that ended up meeting someone from South Africa. 
Remember that weird twist in the end? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, his daughters were all beautiful and mm-hmm. also had that very sweet soul about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they loved their dad. But did you wonder, because Rodriguez seems like the best person in the world, so what happened to the mom? Were you thinking that? Do you know what is so insane? Hmm. It never crossed my mind where the mother was. I just never, you were just like, hmm, didn't work out. No, I didn't even think about her. I just thought, oh, there's Rodriguez and his three awesome daughters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, his second wife had a daughter with him and has been married to him since 1984. Oh, she's, oh, he's still married to her. And what? She was just hiding behind the couch? Behind the furnace? I guess. She didn't want to be uh, on camera. She didn't want to be part of this crazy documentary. Interesting. Well, that's sweet. I'm glad that he has someone because it kind of made it look like he didn't have anyone. Didn't it seem like that to Yeah. He, he definitely seems lovable. I mean, because they showed like him walking through the snow in Detroit. There was a lot. Long... He was walking everywhere. He walked There's everywhere. There's a lot of walking uh-huh. scenes. Yeah. It was cool. I liked that. Um, mm. But mm. we agree to disagree. You didn't like seeing him walk around? I don't need to see that much walking. I don't. Okay, well. Okay, so so they say, why don't you come to South Africa and do a concert? And he tells his boss at the construction site, hey, I'm going to go do a concert in South Africa. (laughs) (laughs) To a big stadium full of people. And wait, was his boss the guy that was really kind of, the one that was, he would say something and he'd kind of laugh at himself a little bit afterwards and then he'd say something. Oh, I think that was his co-worker. That guy was a bricklayer. His boss was a pretty articulate guy. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm talking about. That guy, he'd be like, oh, you say he's going to do that? <laughs> and he he kind of, I like that guy. Yeah, I like that that's guy. That's who I, I was attracted guy. to, I mm. think. Maybe more he than was his cute. daughter. Yeah. But I really liked his co-worker that was like, well, what guy? That guy? This guy? We didn't know what's going on. That guy? That coworker? <laughs> and then he's like, and then he comes back and he shows me a picture with all these people. I'm like, ah, that could be photoshopped. What? You know, it's like, yeah. oh my god. He was like, who? Who's gonna believe this guy? You know what I'm saying? Then I finally was like, okay, I guess I believe you. Yeah. And then Rodriguez, he gets to to South Africa and he does mm-hmm. like sold out. Yes. Concert. Yes. Treated like a rock star. People of all generations came. What, what is it, like 5,000 people or no, something? more than that. 5, In, <laughs> Once again, 10, we, are, we are right <laughs> on top of, of all the details. And not to mention all the moments <laughs> of each show where we talk about something and one of us says, oh, no, I didn't hear that. I didn't catch that. What was <laughs> I must have left the room. I didn't see that at all. Um, It's just us at home, lying in bed, watching Netflix, (laughs) getting up for bathroom breaks, not pressing pause. (laughs) And if we miss something, we miss something. (laughs) Oh, God. That's so true. Oh god. Okay, listen. Uh, you want to hear? A, you want to hear one of Rodriguez? <laughs> Go downstairs, get a snack. <laughs> you come back and he's in South Africa. 
You're just like, wait, thousands of people. (laughs) Wait, why is he in South Africa? He's alive. Who are all these people? (laughs) And no, no need to rewind it or anything. (laughs) I'll catch up. I'll figure it out. (laughs) Or I won't. Uh, Okay, do you want to hear? You want to hear one of Rodriguez's daughters describing? Even South if Africa I don't have a- catch up, I have to do my recording tomorrow. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to barrel through. I'm just going to barrel through. <laughs> Plus, I have to get to bed. I can't rewind it. <laughs> okay, here. Yeah. We were always anxious, of course, to get off the plane. That was a long flight. But we got off the plane and, and we put our bags on our backs. And, you know, they were heavy and we just kept moving, you know, towards the airport, and suddenly um, three, two limousines pulled up, and um, we were sure that they weren't for us, but, you know, we were, like, kind of walking around them, like, oh, we better get out of these people's way, because uh, they're important people in limos, but they were for us, and that's when it began, this whole another world. Oh, that was, that was so sweet. Yes, so sweet. And how about when they talked about they put him up in a fancy hotel and he he didn't want to sleep in the bed to make the housekeepers yeah because he didn't want them to have to work harder right and he didn't want to mess up the bed so they wouldn't have to make it oh my god who is this guy you know what I mean I know and then he go and then he walks out on stage and everybody people were worried that he might like freak out or this might be too much for him or how is he going to act not rodriguez Mm-mm. Mm-mm. cute Mm-mm. cool as a cucumber that's right that's what he was born to do he was born to rock he went back to his construction work after which is crazy i know it's i mean so could he have just stayed in south africa and and they would treat him like a rock star for the rest of his life? Well, sure, but I think his life was in Detroit. Yeah. Um, but couldn't he just go to South Africa once a year and just sell out and get some cash and go home? But it sounds like money isn't even an interest for him. Well, he did do that. He did, after that, he went back. He made four more trips to South Africa. Right. And toured around, made money. And then he gave it all to his family. Yes. And he gave, he gave all of his money away, and he still lives in that little house and goes to work. Mm-hmm. Doing construction in a suit. And that is the story of Rodriguez. It's a fascinating story. He has since gained popularity. He's, he's achieved popularity in North America and Europe. His songs now have tens of millions of plays on streaming sites like Spotify. He is very content, Rodriguez, it seems like. He's a talented, content, gentle, hot soul. Um, Tig, are you ready for our, our final segment here? Yeah. Okay. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry, Tig? Uh, I I teared up. Uh, I teared up when he walked on stage. Yeah. And that big buildup of him, his entrance and the crowd going nuts. Yeah. 
did you cry? I uh, know. But I did, <laughs> I did, I did, I felt joy. I was, I felt uh, overcome with joy and happiness in that moment. Yeah. It was so uplifting and so, um, uh, what's the word? Validating. Yes. As a human being. Mm-hmm. And um, is there a character that um, you would invite to dinner? Uh, I think I would have to be, uh, you know, Rodriguez. I would like to see him without his glasses on. What about Sugar Man? <laughs> Since he's the star <laughs> of the documentary. <laughs> he's a very sweet guy. Uh, do you want Sugar Man at your dinner? No. Mm-mm. No. I think... I would be interested in going to dinner with... I'm kind of interested in that record executive that produced him. But I like the record executive too, except when they asked him about money and he was like, I didn't get any money for it. Remember that part? Yeah, but does it seem like he did get money? I don't know. Do you think he got money for it? I, I honestly can't tell. I, I really believed that they released his album and that it didn't sell. Right. And I, I would assume maybe he even lost money on Rodriguez. I mean, it was it was sweet to hear him talk about it because he really did think Rodriguez was very talented and believed in him and he did produce his records. But they did. it seemed to indicate that there were hundreds of thousands of copies of this record that people bought Mm -hmm. but nobody knows where that money is or who got it right but have him over for dinner and ask him about it yeah yeah that'll be good to be nice to get to the bottom of that what what was your biggest takeaway of this i don't want to go into that oh (laughs) (laughs) well i i would say it's success. What's the definition of success? Is it that you make a lot of money and you get to buy everything you want? Or is it that you do the one thing that you love and somebody recognizes and appreciates it? Um, how do you... you... You don't want to go into it. No, no. I think that's that's good and that's true <laughs> and that's right. How do you uh, measure success? For me, it's a little of both, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I think it would be difficult to... It would be difficult to struggle your whole life. But I've thought about it. You know, at one point, I didn't have an agent. I didn't. I was just doing, you know, theater. You didn't even have happy days. And I was happy. Yeah. (laughs) But I was happy doing that. Uh But I was so stressed that I couldn't pay my rent. It was so stressful. Yeah. That it, um, you know, it really colored my world mm-hmm. so what so I wasn't walking around on air all the time because I got to be an actress in a th- theater play it was just like it was stressful mm-hmm. and you probably know that right yeah I've definitely had stressful financial times and I think that um people just in the time of this pandemic there's mm, stress God. for everyone that where you're you're yeah. at one point looking around going how is this going to work? How is this yeah. going to pan out? Yeah. 
And it's even harder because you can't even go do the thing that you love doing. Mm -hmm. So if if you love, you know, I don't know, playing in a band or uh, what else do people love doing? Doing stand-up. But you can't go out and do it. Do stand-up. Or even go to work. Some people love going to work and they, you know, have a great time with their friends at work and you can't even do that. So, but it's temporary, Tig. Yes. Yeah. This is temporary. I hope that it is. I'm telling you it is. How do you know? I think it'll be good for the listeners I to hear. I just have a hunch. Oh, you're going I on a hunch? A hunch. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> rest assured, Cheryl Assman <laughs> has a hunch. Assman. Uh, should we do some true <laughs> fan mail? Yes, please. Before we go, we have some questions from our listeners on the Elizabeth Holmes Theranos documentary the inventor sarah c writes just listen to the theranos podcast and i'm wondering if you thought elizabeth's low voice was an affectation Hmm. it immediately seemed like a fake voice to me another thing she faked in order to be taken seriously thoughts i didn't think it was fake Sarah C. You know, it's interesting because I I understand the question because sometimes if I need to be taken seriously, I drop it down. No, I I know. I drop it down. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she took it down like this. Well, she wasn't like from she Austria. <laughs> she talked like she talked like this. So that is so. If she wanted to be taken seriously, I think she she dropped it too low. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jessica G writes, what will you ask Elizabeth if she comes on your show? Would you be intimidated by her wide-eyed, blinkless stare? Or do you think the likes of your Zoom interview <laughs> would help lock the mysterious hold she has on all the old folks who drank the Kool-Aid about her fax machine? <laughs> yeah, what would you ask her? <laughs> Gosh. Uh why doesn't she blink more? Is that a, uh, is it a physical, I don't want to say um, problem, mm-hmm. or is it a choice? You know what I'd ask her? You think it's a choice? I don't hmm. know if it's a choice. I, I just think she's what a cuckoo bird. I would ask her if she has herpes. <laughs> <laughs> I would ask her how her herpes results came out. <laughs> At Walgreens. Yeah. Did she have to go to Walgreens to get the herpes results? <laughs> or did she get it while she was on tour of her own <laughs> company? Melissa S. writes, Just to play devil's advocate, and because mm-hmm. I was bored and a little drunk, okay. I went around asking people if they thought Elizabeth would have been treated the same way had she been a man. Hmm. All the talk about her turtlenecks and her weird voice and other quirks, I can't see people doing that with a guy unless the guy was super weird. It would just be like, oh, that's just Silicon Valley dudes or whatever. I definitely think what she did was wrong and she should face consequences. But would we have as much fun with it if she wasn't a woman? Um, For sure. For sure. I think that if if there was a guy locked into turtlenecks round the clock. Well, there was. Uh, I Let me finish okay. what I'm talking about okay. before you rip my head off <laughs> in front of. The universe. The world. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if there was a weird guy talking in a weird voice, doing weird things, 
Melissa asks, you really think Cheryl and I would be doing the show and just doing a start to finish straight rundown of the documentary and not talk about his head locked into a, a turtleneck round the clock doing weird things, talking weird and such? Then you are wrong. Dead wrong. Wrong. Yeah, that was I my hope. gavel. Mm. Um, and then finally, Tig, mm-hmm. Summer writes... I was listening to this in a Walgreens, and when the herpes detector came up, I started laughing so hard that I ended up shooting soda out of my nose. So embarrassing. <laughs> okay. That is, that's a little meta that she's in Walgreens. It'd be <laughs> even more meta if she had herpes. And she went there to find out if she did or not. <laughs> Oh, that really makes me laugh. Thank you, Summer. Thank you, Summer. Thank you, Summer. Well, you guys, we love reading your messages and comments and reviews and keep letting us know what you think about the docs. Uh And leave us a review and we might just (laughs) read your responses on the show. Tig, do you have anything to plug? Uh, Yes, I do. In fact, I put out a book called um, I'm Just a Person. Nope. And um, no, thank you. I had a TV series called One Mississippi. It ran for two I was on a show seasons. called Suburgatory. You can get it on iTunes. I was on that with you one episode. <laughs> oh, and you no. You don't even remember me being there. <laughs> we can't and get into that. What is it, something of, of late that you're on that you want us to pay attention to? Well, I'm in a movie that's coming out. At Sundance, which is online this year, called Together Together with Ed Helms. And then I'm also in a big action film coming out this year called Army of the Dead. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And Star Trek Discovery. Jet Reiner. Jet Reiner. Get Wiener. That's not my name. Did you say Get Wiener? No. No. Commander Jet Reno. Oh, Jet Reno. That's different. Okay. All right, so that's you didn't Not say Jet Wiener. It sounded like you said Get Wiener, <laughs> and when you hear this back, you're gonna you'll understand that's exactly what it, you said. Should that be our new ending? <laughs> Just to make our show even more, <laughs> even more top notch, serious. Our sign off is Get Wiener. Get Wiener. Mm hmm. We've got. Listen, it's getting better by the second. Uh, All right, folks. Cheryl, should we do it again? uh, Oh, do you have anything to promote? No, nothing that you need to worry about. What about my book? (laughs) Nope. Tig, should we uh, do this again? Yeah, let's do it again. Okay. Get wiener. (laughs) Get wiener, you guys. God. Oh my god why tig and cheryl true story is hosted by me cheryl hines and tig notaro it's produced by gabby kopisich and thomas willette audio engineered and edited by thomas willette with music by david susson special thanks to patrick mcdonald and stephanie allen follow us on social media for updates and review and rate true story on apple podcasts 
We really appreciate it. You can also email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. Next week, we will be talking about hands on a hard body for that one person that keeps asking. That was a HeadGum Podcast.